0: of short, powerful teachings that will show you how to create better health God's way. It's at the slash miniseries. Go check it out now. Hi, I'm Chelsea, the Christian Nutritionist. Welcome to the Christian Health Club podcast. We are here to fire you up in spirit, mind, and body so that you can get out into the world and be everything God created you to be. Welcome to the club. Here we go. hello my friend welcome back to the club how are you today we are in week seven of the genesis prescription and i love this week's challenge because well i'm kind of good at it (laughs) this week's goal is to go to bed and get seven to nine hours of sleep each night i've shared here many times how i love to go to bed early get up early And that seven hours is pretty much my magic sleep number. I felt good on seven hours of sleep. You may need seven, eight or nine, anywhere in that target range is optimal, but we do need at least seven consecutive hours to move through the multiple sleep cycles that our body requires. And when we miss one or more of those REM cycles, it throws our body out of balance the next day. I don't know if everyone is as ridiculously excited to go to bed as I am each night. But I can tell you that I am truly grateful when I climb into my cozy covers. And it's part of my nighttime ritual. I've just gotten in this habit just because I'm so grateful. I get in bed and I'm like, thank you, Jesus, that I get to go to sleep. It truly makes me so happy. And I'm pretty good about protecting my rest time, you know, and just letting things go undone or stopping work or even leaving the party a little bit earlier than other people. I'm not always great at that. But usually I am one of the first people to uh, leave the party or leave the crowd and go to bed early. Because frankly, I am an absolute bear when I don't get enough sleep. Just ask my family. Plus my my brain just drags, you know, it makes working harder. I'm lethargic. I'm less motivated to work out. I have a more dismal outlook on life. I really notice when I don't get a good night's sleep versus when I do. And sadly, I think many of us don't make that connection. It's kind of the same way people don't realize how awful their diet is making them feel until they change it and feel better and are like, are you kidding me? I could have been feeling good this whole time. We, we really fly under the radar of our best feeling selves when we don't honor our bodies, you know, need for good food and sleep. You can function, but you just don't function at your highest level and to the capacity of everything God created you to be. Not getting enough sleep affects the way you show up in the world, whether that means you're more snappity snap and impatient with your family, or you don't bring your A game to work, or as we'll talk about today, you make worse food choices because sleep deficiency absolutely drives you to that god made our bodies to require sleep he made the day and he made the night we are called to rest and there's a lot that happens in your body while you're sleeping and missing out will make it harder for you to stay at your best level of health and achieve or maintain your goal weight you can eat the cleanest food and exercise your face off But you'll keep spinning your wheels if you don't get the sleep part down. So let's get started and let's get started in the word in Genesis, where God reveals all that we need to be healthy. Genesis two, three says, then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. So our first takeaway here is that God rested, and that's huge. The almighty creator of the universe wants you to know that he took time for rest. He could have skipped that part. He probably didn't really need to rest being God and all, but he did and he clearly wants us to know that he did. If it's good for God, it's good for us. Now this verse in particular is the one that establishes Sabbath, which is the weekly day of rest and reverence that God calls us to and is different than the nightly rest that we require. I want to come back on another podcast to focus solely on Sabbath, but today I simply want us to acknowledge and recognize the overarching health concept that we need to stop work and rest. The word Sabbath originally derives from the Hebrew word Shabbat, which is commonly translated as rest, but more accurately means to cease or to stop. And I think that's important to know for today, whether it's the Sabbath, which is the Holy rest from the culmination of a weekly work or nighttime sleep, which is the rest from the culmination of our daily work. Either way, we are called to stop, to cease work, because God knows we are some working fools, aren't we? Whether it's career work, family work, housework, yard work, bookkeeping work, or any of the many ways work keeps us busy on a daily basis, our lives are overwhelmed by schedules and all the work that we do. We are a society that praises productivity, that glorifies busy, we one up each other, you know, about how much we can take on. And you know, how much we can take on and the lack of sleep that we get, you know, it's like we should get a prize for surviving on such little sleep but we think the world is going to stop if we don't energize our bunny our way through it and it's absolutely exhausting and god is saying no ma'am your work is not the most important thing i am quit thinking everything depends on you quit trying to do it all and quit trying to do it all in your own strength because that is not why i put you here and thankfully mercifully he calls us to Shabbat, to stop, to cease work. He calls us to it on a nightly basis with the onset of darkness. And he calls us to it on a weekly basis with the observance of Sabbath. Like I said, we will circle back to Sabbath on another day, but today let's focus on the nightly rest that our body requires. Genesis 1.5 says, God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and there was evening and there was morning. As we learned during the sun week of the Genesis prescription, the cycles of light and dark are the major influence on our circadian rhythm, which are the biological processes of our body related to time. Remember that the organs in our body have their own clocks, so to speak, in optimal times to do their tasks, and they get irritable. When they can't do their jobs at the right time. And that irritability is what translates into illness, disease, and weight gain. You know, irritable organs are not healthy organs. <laughs> we do not want our organs to be irritated. So we need to respect our circadian rhythm, which starts with respecting light and darkness, because this is the major signal that tells our internal organs to get busy. Now We may think of night as the time our body shuts down, but in fact, it is the time when our body comes alive to do some of its most important work. Our bodies go through a lot each day. You know, we do a lot of hard work with our brains, with our digestive systems. We face a lot of worldly toxins and stressors that build up inside of us and create cellular damage. And, and so nighttime is when our bodies detoxify, repair, and reset everything so that we're ready to go the next day. But if we don't get enough sleep, a minimum of seven hours, we miss out on these critical processes and we are not really ready to go (laughs) at an optimal level the next day. And over time, this degrades our health because our bodies don't get ample opportunity to clean and repair. Now all of these nighttime processes rely on the release of melatonin, our sleep hormone. So that we will go to sleep and our organs can perform their nighttime duties as we go through our sleep cycles. And most people don't realize that melatonin is not only a sleep hormone, but also one of our body's most potent antioxidants, which means that it helps get rid of the damaging free radicals in the body that can lead to illness, disease, um, and make us age faster. So it's truly beauty sleep when you release melatonin, because it helps get rid of a lot of the compounds that age us. Research shows that melatonin is 10 times more powerful than vitamin E, has 13 times the antioxidant capacity of vitamin C, and is 70 times more effective than vitamin C and E at suppressing DNA damage. So you do not want to miss out on this nighttime powerhouse. But in order to make melatonin, your body needs darkness, light signals, the body to make cortisol and dark signals, the body to make melatonin. When you expose yourself to too much light at night, your body doesn't get that signal to turn off cortisol. And that's a major problem because cortisol keeps us awake and cortisol at the wrong time and the wrong doses is a stressor on the body. It impedes the production of melatonin. So we can't sleep. And we can't do all of our nighttime body magic. And then there's this detrimental cascade of hormonal imbalance. when We don't get to sleep. Our hunger hormones get all out of whack. So we don't get the right signals that tell us that we're hungry or full. Ghrelin is the hormone that tells us it's time to eat. It's the pick up the fork sister hormone. And leptin is the one that tells us we're full. It's the put down the fork sister hormone. These hormones are meant to work according to circadian rhythm, but too much light, too much cortisol, not enough melatonin and poor sleep patterns disrupt the proper signaling of these hormones because your body can't accurately tell if it's day or night. It's like, do I tell her to eat, not eat? What am I doing here? And so what ultimately happens is it makes us prone to overeating because our brains aren't getting the right signals. Studies show that poor sleep increases our appetite and sugar cravings. So too many nights like that, and you're gonna find yourself with a sabotaging sweet tooth and the pounds piling on. Now, part of this is that when we're tired, our body craves quick energy. And our quickest form of energy comes from sugar, which comes from carbs, which is why you want all the carby things and all the coffee after a bad night's sleep. And if you never get a good night's sleep, it's no wonder that you're constantly fighting sugar cravings. And we know that overeating carbs leads to more release of insulin, which leads to more fat storage on the body and excessive cortisol production can do that as well. But studies show that when people get more sleep, they are less hungry during the day and crave less sweets and salty snack foods. So sleep really helps regulate all of these hunger and metabolic hormones. It is just so important. Another uh, primarily nighttime hormone that we don't want to miss out on is growth hormone. We might think of this as mostly critical for children, which it is for their proper growth and development, which is why they need enough sleep. Um, And more than adults do, they do need more sleep than we do. And it kind of um, depends on their age. It's more when they're, you know, babies and Um, It increasingly gets less as they get older, but they do need more than we do um, up until the age of 18. This is something that my husband and I have always been sticklers on, you know, since the beginning. My goal in life when my kids were babies was to get them sleeping through the night, which I did between four and six months. And even now, we are the very uncool parents that make our kids go to bed early. Now, I'll admit a lot of this, you know, motivation is self-serving because I just kind of need to be done with them (laughs) by the end of the day. Um, But it truly is so, you know, incredibly important for them to get all the sleep they need because it's when they grow, you know. Now, this is a sidebar, but it just made me think of this (laughs) because I can remember when my kids were babies and I was so exhausted and my husband would make comments on my postpartum, quote-unquote, hormonal attitude. Uh huh, And I would get so defensive and be like I am not hormonal I am tired (laughs) gummit. oh man those are tough days Uh, actually you know we're both right Um, but husbands listen if any of you are listening pointing out your wife's hormonal attitude is not likely to ever be received well so just don't go there okay Um, so anyway growth hormone is not just important for kids it's important for adults too Uh, For our metabolism, it affects the way our body collects fat, especially around the abdominal area, uh, the way we process cholesterol, the way we grow muscle and the way our brains, our brain functions, most of our growth hormone hormone is released earlier in the night, a lot of it before midnight, which means if you are not in a good deep sleep by then, you are missing out on these major metabolic benefits. Okay. Another important process that happens while we're sleeping is that our brains detox. There's a lot of metabolic and cellular waste that builds up in our brains during the day. And at night is when we dump it and clean it. And so our brain is ready to perform the next day. So this process is um, all part of the glymphatic system. You've probably heard of our lymphatic system, which is the circulatory system that helps remove toxins and cellular waste from the body. Our glymphatic system does that for our brain. Without this process, toxic buildup can lead to neurodegenerative disease, and not to mention just your everyday brain fog and poor focus. So for us and for our kids, it's so important that we do this brain dump. And that requires enough sleep. So last week we talked about a pretty major sleep disruption, which is mouth breathing. It prevents you from getting into a deep sleep and sufficiently oxygenating all of your organs to do their work optimally. So you want to be aware of that, you know, and like I said, practice breathing through your nose and look into mouth taping as scary as it might sound. um, People swear by it for getting better sleep. We've also talked about too much light at night, which prevents the release of melatonin. Do everything you can to minimize excessive light exposure at night. You know, turn off your lights, uh, turn off the lights in the house that you don't need. Um, And a lot of biohackers use red light bulbs or wear amber tinted glasses in the evening to kind of simulate that warmer tone of the evening sunlight um, just to help better signal the body. I don't have red light bulbs yet in my house. um but we do try to minimize screen exposure at night or at least wear blue blocker glasses you know to tone down some of the blue light coming in in through the eyeballs and telling the body that it's still daytime so so do that you know I know it's hard for us to put our phones down our computers down and stop that work you know but we've got to do that um stop scrolling um, if, even if you're watching TV, you know, put on those blue blockers just to help diffuse some of that light that tells your body to stay awake. Um, another thing that impedes sleep is eating too late in order to fall asleep. Our core body temperature must cool down about one degree, but, but eating causes our core temperature to rise because our blood rushes to our gut and our core area. Um, to digest and absorb food. So eating late delays your body's cooling down process. Not to mention that when your body is busy digesting, which is a very intensive process, detoxification takes a back seat until it's done. And so the later you eat and are busy digesting, you're missing out on some, you know, important detox time. So it's best to have eating wrapped up You know, by the time it's dark and definitely two to three hours before bedtime, it also really helps you fall asleep and stay asleep better if you sleep in a cool room like 70 degrees or lower because your blood flow will will flow towards your skin to try to keep it warm and away from your core. And so that helps keep that core temperature down. You can also take a warm um, Epsom salt bath before bed, which is not only relaxing and detoxifying, but that warm water also helps redirect the blood flow to the skin and away from the core. And then, you know, I would say one of the biggest, you know, obstacles to sleep is our busy brain. You know we may get into bed at a decent time but then lie awake for hours with our minds spinning about all of the work we need to do and all the things we're worried about and you know this really brings us back to scripture because busy brain is a sign of trying to do too much in our own strength you know jesus says come to me all you who are weary and burdened and i will give you rest when we find ourselves shouldering that heavy load that prevents our mind from rest then we know we have crowded our brains with too much of us and not enough of him physical rest starts with spiritual rest and spiritual rest starts with jesus handing off that heavy load through prayer through praise through counting our blessings instead of our concerns and trusting that god's plans are always better than our own the best sleep remedy for an overactive mind jesus invites us to his peace and with that comes sweet sweet slumber so that's the perfect place to wind down our podcast for the day i hope you've learned the importance and value of winding down your body preparing it for good sleep Honoring and allowing that sacred time that you need for sleep and protecting it as the way that you care for your holy temple. We've got to shut down our work so that the body can do its work so that we are healthy enough to do the meaningful kingdom work that we are called to do. So get ridiculously excited about going to bed, my friend, your goal this week is to get seven to nine hours of sleep each night because your father says you need it. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a healthy and blessed week and I will talk to you soon.